0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson. And today I have the singular displeasure of describing the abomination that is the Chicago Bears offense. Let's get it on. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for.
1: The show where
0: Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. Colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Okay, I don't want to do this because their offense is a train wreck running into a chemical plant in the middle of a tornado wrapped in a box full of tsunamis. But here we are. The Chicago Bears offense is the creation of coach Luke Getze. He first appears on the coaching radar as a graduate assistant at Akron his alma mater, in 2009, after briefly joining the 49ers as an undrafted free agent. He bounced around the college ranks, spending a year as Western Michigan's wide receivers coach, before moving up to the Packers in the NFL as a quality control coach in 2014. In 2016, he became the wide receivers coach for the Packers, before taking the offensive coordinator and wide receiver coaching job at Mississippi State. He rejoined the Packers in 2019 as their quarterback's coach and after three seasons he became the offensive coordinator for the Bears in 2022. Getsy cut his teeth under Mike McCarthy whose philosophies and methodologies were so suspect in the end he couldn't win with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Now there is something to the idea that Getsy was a big part of Aaron Rodgers comeback from the depths he hit at the end of the McCarthy era but even Rodgers puts most of that at the feet of Well, himself, but a tiny little bit of credit that he does give to anyone other than himself goes to current Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Look, we're in week 10 and I started doing the Around the Division segment in week two. If you've been watching, you know about how much disdain I have for Getzy's offense. Multiple receivers going to the same spot on purpose regularly. A strange order of reads that leaves underneath receivers just standing in one spot waiting while the quarterback also stands waiting for the first pattern he's supposed to look at to finish. And then as soon as the quarterback isn't Justin Fields, they start trying to build in easy wins for the quarterback. This offense is is trash, uh, but Justin Fields is coming back. So assuming they don't go back to the make-Justin-do-everything offense that they had at the beginning of the season, they do have some level of threat to the Lions' defense. Think of them as like 60% as good as the Chargers' offense the Lions just faced. The Bears have one really good wide receiver, one pretty good wide receiver, and a solid tight end, and a running back who's okay. That's their whole offense. DJ Moore is the dangerous thing about this offense in the passing game, but the Bears will go away from him if the defense takes him away. Moore was included in the blockbuster trade last offseason, in which the Bears gave up the first overall pick and collected a whole bunch of other draft picks and more from the Panthers. He has 52 catches for 793 yards on the year. He's been 38% of their yardage in the air this season. The next closest Bears wide receiver is Darnell Mooney, who some moronic Bears fan on Twitter was recently trying to tell me is better than Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's got 321 yards on the season. That disparity between Moore and the rest of the Bears wideouts makes the first key to beating the Bears offense pretty obvious. Take away the Bears number one receiver and they're dead in the water. Moore is gonna get his catches, but you need to tackle him when he does. Of his 793 yards, 348 are after the catch. They'll get it to him on screens, slants, sticks, swings. But even though he's almost 40% of their offense in the air, they're not really doing things to scheme him open or intentionally get him the ball. He's just winning that often. He's getting the job done in spite of the Bears high school offensive scheme and college level quarterbacking. Because his success has absolutely nothing to do with the Bears coaches, or the Bears quarterbacks, it's difficult to come up with an extremely complex plan for handling him because he just wins. And the Lions need to realize that they are not good enough in terms of their personnel to leave Moore one-on-one. Self-scouting on this one is vital. Like, I love Cam Sutton. He's a really good player. He's not a great player, so having him follow Moore around wouldn't even be a good solution to this problem. And the rest of the Lions defensive backs are in that same boat or worse leaving other members of this line secondary one-on-one with Moore would be all but criminally negligent on the part of the defensive coordinator. So that's the first key to stopping the Bears offense. Realize you don't have a player in the secondary who is as good as DJ Moore. Assign two to make up for that shortfall and figure the rest out elsewhere. Now, there are plenty of different ways to do this. I mean, the team runs 75% zone coverage approximately, uh, but the entire defense needs to know where Moore is and cheat. And yeah, that opens up other holes in the zones, but nobody cares about the other players because these quarterbacks aren't getting to their third reads anyway. Like they're they're just not that kind of quarterback. They're not reading the coverages before the snap and going to where the play should go. Basically, these are not real NFL quarterbacks. Double more. Don't let them do to you what Keenan Allen just did for the Chargers. The second thing, you need to make Justin Fields beat you with his arm not his legs. You know, all that stuff the Lions have been doing against Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert that did not work at all and resulted in giving up between the two somewhere in the vicinity of 80 points. Well, that'll all work this week uh, because Fields is not even close to being on that level. Like Fields working within their offensive system is a joke because the system itself is a joke. So that's takeaway two: keep him in the pocket, but the pocket needs to be collapsing. He's dangerous when he gets outside or God forbid, when he runs the dump off to Cole Komet that the bears have done 46 times, barely half of his receptions go for first downs. So cool. Do that all day. You want to throw to the running backs for six yards a pop. Give you that all day too. It's scramble drills and running the ball that fields uses to take fake. Like he's a real quarterback playing for a professional football team with big boy coaching, make him beat you because chances are he can't. More can. So again, take away more. Don't let fields run. Those are our first two keys. And this really could be the shortest one of these that I did because that's the most important thing. Uh, I guess we can talk about the scheme a little bit. It constantly asks players to do things they're not good at. Players who aren't good at blocking will be blocking. Players who are slow will be running deep. This Going against the expected seems to be what gets is trying to do. And the result is just that the bears are not good at executing the offensive plays that are are put on the field. Um, Like when I say this game does nothing to get guys open. I mean that it's the opposite of what the Vikings are doing with Josh Dobbs right now, where they run all of the plays that every single offense runs because any quarterback knows those plays So they'll have a reasonable level of success with a quarterback executing them. The Bears scheme seems to be devised of all of the plays that teams discarded because they were flawed and terrible. But I guess I do need to come up with a third point because I always do. Like the Bears run scheme is fine and they do have a running back who gets over four yards per carry. Uh, Deontay Foreman's a pretty straightforward runner who brings a big body and good speed and that's kind of his thing. But the most dangerous thing about him is that he has this ability to turn your big hit into either a glancing blow or worse, his big hit. Like the Lions tackling issues need to go away. Someone torpedoing into his torso will just bounce off. And he's pretty good at keeping guys off his legs, which is something that a lot of taller running backs do struggle with. He does not struggle with that nearly as much. So they need to stop the run before he gets rolling because it's at speed that Foreman is dangerous. What you want to avoid is a safety meeting him at full speed to prevent a big gain, because that is a huge mismatch and going to be a problem. They need to get their linebackers on him, particularly Barnes and Campbell, because Anzalone does that torpedo tackle all the time, and that is just not going to fly generally. The Lions defensive line need to go back to the first few weeks of the season when they were keeping the linebackers clean to go after running backs. So in the end, what does that look like? A fairly straight up two-gap run defense that turns into pushing the pocket if the play isn't a running play. And behind that, you need zone coverages with internal rules to handle where DJ Moore lines up, rolling safeties over top of him, cheating linebackers toward him on the second level, and generally just putting as many tacklers near him as possible for when, not if, the Bears get him the ball. Like DJ Moore's yak is the key to that entire offense. So that's how the Lions stop the Bears in a nutshell. Uh, tomorrow I'll go over how to take on their defense, which is still a circle of hell, but it's a less painful circle of hell than having spent a few hours watching all 22 tape of the Bears offense to make this video. See you tomorrow. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go, Let's go. Let's go baby. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.